Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today Breakfast Briefing. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Thursday, the 14th of April, and happy Easter with the break approaching. And as usual, with all the information contained in this briefing, it is general advice only, so please do your own research, contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas, or insights in this briefing. If you need to, you can always pause the slides here and read our disclaimer in full, or head on over to the Marcus Today website, marcustoday.com.au, if you're listening on a podcast, that is. Okay, well, we had a positive session to finish our week anyway, not the US week. Of course, they got one more day before the Easter break, but the Dow Jones closed up 344 points, or 1.01%. 34565, snapping that three-day losing streak. We had the NASDAQ roaring ahead, up 2.03%, 13,644. And the S&P 500 in the middle for diddle, but only just up 1.12%, 49 points to 4447. And as you would expect, given this outbreak of bullishness, the VIX index was down at 10.06%. Sounds a lot, it was only down two points. SPY futures showing a gain of 17 points or 0.23%. So what sent the Dow up? Not really sure, considering the numbers that were coming out from the US last night. We did get some PPI numbers out from the US. We also saw the Bank of Canada raise interest rates. Uh, We saw that PPI wholesale prices were up 11.2%. This comes hot on the heel of that 8.5% inflationary number they got out on the previous day. So inflation is alive and well in the UK, in the US rather, and in the UK as well, as a matter of fact. But the question is, have we seen peak inflation? Certainly there are some commentators talking about peak inflation now in the US at that 8.5%, maybe one more print above it, but we are seeing used car prices coming down. Unfortunately, not energy prices. We did see Brent crude last night up 4%, $108.78. WTI up 3.6%, $3.65, up to $104.25. So despite all the news in oil and with the strategic reserves being released, we also saw some inventory build-ups as well, and also taking China out a little bit because of their COVID zero tolerance policy, The oil price is still $109 for Brent crude. So despite all the slings and arrows that are thrown at the oil price at the moment, it is holding up remarkably well. So not good news for the inflation picture. We did also see JP Morgan numbers out last night, which were somewhat disappointing. The stock fell 3.2%. They did have to make some provisions for their Russian business. This was the first cab off the rank for the U.S. banking sector and the U.S. reporting season, although Delta Airlines and BlackRock also out last night as well. Delta Airlines going like a train, apparently. I saw the CEO being interviewed this morning on CNBC. In commodities, though, overnight we had copper down 0.3, nickel down 1.4, aluminium down 0.5, zinc up 1.5, lead up 1.4, ton up 1.3, gold up $8.60 or 0.44%, 1984.70. And the iron ore price down 1.35%, $2.11 to $153.72. One of the great mysteries at the moment is why the iron ore price is holding up relatively well, uh, considering the lockdowns in some of the most uh, 
most influential parts of China, Shanghai, for instance, uh, down 1.35%. Only 153.72 US dollars a dry metric ton. So it's still holding up relatively well. In the Aussie dollar, 74.53, so nothing shaking but the trees there. In US and international mining stocks, Freeport back Moran, big mover up 3.3%. Alcoa up 5%. Tech up 7.1%. Tech has been on an absolute tear recently. Anglo up 1.16%. Glencore up 1%. Vale down 0.1%. Albemarle, lithium up 3.7%. BHP in ADR terms up 1.4 and Rio up 1.8%. Turning back to the US market, we can see that it closing pretty much on its highs despite those high PPI numbers. We also saw Janet Yellen saying she's not too worried about inflation. She's more worried about inflation uh, in recession in Europe due to the Ukraine situation. But certainly uh, with US reporting season out there, our minds and the market's thoughts will turn to individual companies and the outlook statements that they bring out rather than that bogeyman that is inflation hiding under the bed in the dark out there. But uh, plenty of Fed heads out there at the moment. Federal uh, member Bullard was getting very uh, fired up about higher interest rates yesterday because uh, he said that uh, uh, tinkering won't fix the inflation bogeyman. Major stories last night. China has promised to cut the uh, repo rate when needed to boost the economy. So at some stage, we are going to get some stimulus out of China. And Yellen talks tough on China, warning of a fallout over Russian ties. Federal head Bullard, well, Federal Reserve member Bullard, says central bank must put brakes on economic activity to tackle surging prices. And Barkin, another Fed head, says central bank may need to tighten monetary policy more often. So I have seen uh, stories on people talking on CNBC recently about how the Fed needs to get way in front of the curve so that it has the capacity to actually cut rates in the future as the economy slows. So there's going to be some calibration, I suspect, in US rate policy going forward. It could go hard and fast with the intention that if things do deteriorate and inflation gets under control, then it has the capacity to cut rates. So it'd be interesting to see how they're going to handle this because it is going to be walking a tightrope. Another Fed head, Brainard, Lyle Brainard, uh, Lyle Brainard, who is the uh, soon-to-be-appointed deputy head, confident of ability to moderate price pressures without triggering economic downturn. Good luck with that. The Biden administration to significantly expand scope of lethal aid to Ukraine. It means giving them weapons, basically. And UK inflation hits a 30-year high, 7%. So we are seeing UK inflation going nuts at the moment, 7% higher. Uh, So much for the uh, Brexit windfall that they were going to get. Uh, That's all obviously been uh, overshadowed by events in Ukraine and events with commodity and energy prices as well. With that considerable price hike for energy in April yet to really take effect. So you can only imagine what that uh, UK inflation is going to be when they print the April number with energy prices continuing to surge. Uh, US inflation running higher than any than all other GSG7 economies. And in Japan, the Tankan survey shows Japanese factory mood brightens in April. Outlook flat. Metal stockpiles stockpiles shrink as energy prices hit production. And a poll in the US shows Biden's approval rating drops to 41% due to to soaring inflation. And I saw uh, some numbers on the TV yesterday saying that uh, only 7% 
uh, were blaming the Ukraine for the US inflation number. So uh, Biden is very much in front and center as the, the major blame for US inflation. Shanghai vows punishment for COVID lockdown violators as cases hit 25,000. As far as our market goes today, well, we are expecting a positive day today. We had a pretty good day yesterday. Uh, we'll probably wait and see what Asia does as usual, what the iron ore price does on the Dalian exchange, and also what US futures do. But if we see a kick there, we should see a kick before Easter as well. Resources should be very much in vogue. Um, in the US, we did see the banks a little bit mixed. JP Morgan was down 3.2% on the back of their numbers. Uh, the banks really being left out of the rally at the moment. The tech stocks were doing well. Apple up one6 percent meta up 0.4 google up 0.7 tesla up 3.6 always a good benchmark for our lithium stocks which all went pretty nuts yesterday in places so i would expect that to continue today and we saw block up 2.6 percent meanwhile zip and sezzle plunging to multi-year lows uh, so not good news for the buy now, pay later sector. We did see Bank of Queensland numbers out this morning as well. First half profit increased 38% to $212 million with an interim dividend of $0.22. Cents. So that will give uh, some of the, uh, the banking analysts some, some fat to chew on ahead of the banking results, which pretty much will happen as soon as we get back from our Easter and Anzac break. Um, Monodolphus has uh, secured $230 million worth of contracts in Australia and PNG, so good for them. And you can see how hot the metal sector is at the moment. There is a uranium and lithium stock, Aurora Energy Metals. What a great sector to be in at the moment, uranium and lithium. Strong debut next month, May 16th listing. They're only raising $8 million bucks. I reckon they could have probably raised 10 times that. Uh, given on the right day uh, with the uh, demand that's out there at the moment for uranium and lithium plays, but looking for a strong debut. So I would uh, imagine we're going to see a big gain for Aurora Energy Metals next month. And Tesla supplier Yuhua uh, International is taking a cornerstone investment in Oceanic Lithium, which is looking to raise $6 bucks ahead of the listing next month. So we are seeing some of these tiddlers jumping on the lithium bandwagon at, at the moment. Uh, we are certainly uh, looking at that lithium space. Continue to write about it, continue to favour it, continue to recommend it. Um, it is still an evolving story and has more legs to come. And investors in South African company Woolworths are uh, pressuring it at the moment to sell DJs, which it owns. Bank of Canada, which is an economy similar to ours in some respects, and I've written about that today in Henry's Take, is raising rates by 50 basis points. The RBNZ, which is the Reserve Bank in New Zealand, raised its rates yesterday by 50 basis points. And uh, Fitch Group has cut its forecast for the New Zealand dollar to average 66.2 cents US for 2022. US 10-year yields 2.7. Australia streaking ahead at the moment, 3.07. Germany up 0.76%. That's a positive 0.76% as well. So we should see a relatively firm day today. I suspect we'll be relatively quiet as we were yesterday. Tight trading range. Again, that was the story yesterday. A lot of people have left for the coast. Uh, traffic is, uh, is significantly less. I drove into the city yesterday and there was very few cars. It was a very quick journey there and back, in fact. So um, that is uh, pointing to a pretty quiet end for the week as we head into the Easter break. So question of the day today, 
Where are you going for Easter? This is a nice general question just to uh, get some uh, some juices flowing and get some uh, some ideas. Where are you going for Easter? And have you got a secret spot that you go for Easter? Maybe you go to the same place every year with the same group of friends. But uh, love to hear where your secret spot is and promise I won't pass it on to too many people. Well, that's it from me today. Thanks very much for listening. As always, you can head on over to the Facebook discussion group. It is a great group there. We've got 3,600 members now over on that group. So it is a pretty good source of information and a great way to swap ideas and opinions about stocks. And it's a magnificently well-behaved group compared to others and very few pump and dump. So I would urge you to uh, keep engaging with the Facebook group. Otherwise, engage with our podcasts. And of course, we have three other streams of fabulous consciousness in terms of the Marcus Strategy podcast, which is the morning meeting. Fly on the wall, look at what we're talking about. The On the Desk podcast, where the team in Melbourne talk about some of the issues that they are seeing in the financial markets. And my On the Couch podcast where I take a look at uh, some of the fund managers, some of the businesses, and some of the CEOs that uh, are interesting me at the moment. The last one I did was with Gemma Dale from NabTrade. And if you haven't listened to that already, it's a really good insight into investor behavior and what's happening with investors in the market at the moment. NabTrade, of course, is a large broking platform. And Gemma is privy to all the information there. So she knows how you know how many people are buying Fortescue or that sort of thing, uh, those money flows that she sees. So it's quite an interesting take and a look at what's happening out there for the retail investor. But that's it from me today. Thanks very much for listening. Have a great Easter and may the trading gods be with you. I'm away till the 27th of April. So I'll be back then. In the meantime, stay safe.